Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parshas Vayigash. We have the story of the revelation of Yosef to his brothers. So let's talk about some of the Ramban's beautiful ideas this week. So we have Yehuda gets up to defend his brother, uh, Benjamin, and he goes through an entire recollection of the entire history of the brothers coming down to Egypt and the accusations and Safnas Paneach, the viceroy who was really Yosef in hiding, who uh, was com- demanding that they bring Benjamin, etc. And the question is, why is there such a arichus when it comes to Yehuda trying to have this conversation with Yosef? And so Chazal say, and Rashi brings this down there, Ramban quotes it as well, that it's from Bracious Rabbit, Sadi Gimel Hay, that Yehuda was saying, Adoni Shalas Avadav, you, you asked us if we have a brother, and um, you said you just, Sima Enai Alav, you just said that you wanted to see him. Well, this is not called seeing him. We brought him here, and this is called uh, kidnapping him and setting him up. And so the Ramban says that shot of Chazal is a little difficult to understand. Um, because obviously if a uh, ruler asks for you to bring someone into the country and that person uh, does not follow the laws, so obviously they're held accountable for not holding the laws. So therefore, what? how do we understand Yehuda's Taina? Because according to Yosef, Yaman stole the goblet and that's illegal and therefore he's going to be punished. So the Ramban explains two things. He explains his own shot, but then he also weaves it back into Chazal. So he says that Yehuda was very, very lengthy here because he was trying to be Ma'ora Rachman. He was trying to get Yosef's compassion that when someone tells you their whole story and they go through it again slowly, you start to feel it more and you start to understand and feel their pain. And he wanted to understand how desperate the situation was and how many tragedies Yaakov, their father, had gone through. And he was hoping to be Ma'ora Rachman. But the Ramban explains a little deeper that really what Yehuda was saying was that, listen, I can't accuse you of setting him up explicitly, because that would be disrespectful for me to say that. But when I go through the entire story, you know and I know that there are a lot of holes in the story. And so therefore, you know and I know that as I talk through a story, there are a lot of areas that show you clearly that you were trying to set us up. And Yehuda was saying that ever so respectfully, because that's how you talk to the king, especially when you don't know uh, what he is going to do against you or your brother Benjamin. And that was really what Yehuda was trying to say here. So it's an interesting way of interpreting the Chazal. Moving right along to Parak Memhe Pasuk Aleph. The Torah tells us that Yosef was not able to hold in anymore because of all those that were around him. And so Rashi says that uh, Yosef couldn't tolerate the fact that there were Mitzrayim in there. And um, he they were going to see that the brothers would be embarrassed when he would reveal himself. But the Ramban actually reverts back to his other pshat, which was that... Yosef couldn't withstand the pressure that the Egyptians were putting on him, that through Yehuda's lengthy request for Yosef to listen to him, and him recounting this tragic story of what uh, Yaakov had been through, the Egyptians started to have mercy, and, and started to bother and beg Yosef to please have mercy. And so Yosef was not able to withstand that, and so he sent them out. Well, we know that Yosef reveals himself, and it's an amazing turnaround. And we have Perak Memhe Pasuk Tazayan. So it says that the Egyptians announced, Bo Ache Yosef. They were excited that the brothers of Yosef came. 
And the Ramban explains the Pashup Shad here, which is just an interesting idea. That Yosef, as long as he was there, he used to always tell Paro and the court that I have very, very respectable brothers in uh, that are Jewish. And I was kidnapped from there. And they always felt like, hey, we would like to see some verification of this because the Egyptians are very dignified and respectable people. And so now there was excitement that, hey, in fact, Yosef's brothers have showed up and they are, in fact, very, very respectful people. And so they were very excited about that. When we go to Perak Memvav, Pasagalaf, so we find in the Torah that the idea of Hagshamos, there is a prohibition of talking about God in terms of physical attributes. Hagshamos means from the word Geshem, which means physicality. God is not physical. He is spiritual. And we don't fully understand God's existence, but he certainly doesn't have a physical existence. Well, the problem is that um, whenever you find Psukim that talk about God, as far as him talking or his wrath or uh, things that he does or that Hashem heard something. So how do we understand that? So the Mordevuchim says that Unkelis tried very hard to stay away from Hakshamos. And therefore, um, whenever the Pasuk says, you know, Hashem wants to see something, um, he will always say that just means that Hashem wanted to not necessarily look because he doesn't have eyes but just scrutinize what's going on and understand what's going on. And the Ramban says that, first of all, uh, this is not necessary because everyone understands that the Torah is just talking in a figurative way. And so in all these psukim, whenever uh, Unkelis is translating things, um, for example, Hashem says, I will go down with you to Egypt. So obviously it's it's talking in a very figurative manner. And uh, there, it's not necessary to explain that Unkelis is trying to um, stay away from Hakshamos because it's not true. There are plenty of times that Unkelis um, does talk about uh, physical attributes, but it's obvious that he he understands that there is no Hakshamos. For example, whenever it says Ba'amar Hashem or Bayomar Hashem, and so he translates it as Malel Hashem, meaning Hashem spoke. So what is the Rambam and Lord even talking about? Now, the Mepharshim try to explain other answers about why. When it comes to seeing, it's different. When it comes to speaking, it's it's different. But it's just an interesting thing to keep in mind that ultimately Hashem has no physical attributes, and when the Torah is speaking, it is speaking figuratively. Moving right along to Parag Memvav, Pasuk Beis. So it says, Vayomer Yaakov Yaakov. Hashem calls Yaakov Yaakov. Now we know his name had been changed to Yisrael. So why does he call him Yaakov here? And this was when he was telling him um, to go down to Mitzrayim. And the Ramban explains an important principle here that Hashem was showing Yaakov that normally you got the name Yisrael because you fought with Sarim and you succeeded. But here, in this case, you're not going to have a victory in getting out of this because this is my will and you're going down to Egypt. And that's why it says, the Elish most B'nai Yisrael, these are the names of the Jews, and again, it uses the word Yaakov here because um, Yes, it's true, but ultimately they're going to be B'nai Yisrael, and they're going to come out strong, and they're going to be an eternal nation. But right now, it's Yaakov. You're in a state of subjugation, where Hashem is saying that you cannot fight this Gezerah. You're going down to Egypt. So just an interesting so whenever you see those names. Finally, the last thought, which is one of the classic Ramban comments in a very interesting context. When Perak Memvav, Pasuk Tesvav, 
Uh, so a Torah tells us that there were 33, the Torah tells us that 70 people came down to Egypt with Yaakov. And uh, the Torah says that 33 of them were from B'nai Leah. However, when you count through them, you only find 32. So Chazal tell us that uh, the missing person was Yocheved, who was born to Levi, uh, the son of Yaakov, uh, right as they entered into Mitzrayim. She was born in Mitzrayim, Bein Achomos. And that's what Chazal say. However, uh, the Eben Ezra, which they're on bond quotes, says that this is a tema. How could you say such a thing? Because if that is so, that when they went down to Egypt, all the way at this early stage, when the Jews were going down with, uh, with Yaakov, um, and she was, we know that Yocheved was the mother of Moshe, that would make her extremely old when she had Moshe. And it, was, it would have been a miracle when she had Moshe. She would have been 130, which Chazal tell us, in fact, she was. And so the uh, Eben Ezra says, well, if that was such a great miracle that happened, then that should be mentioned in the Torah itself. And so Eben Ezra says that I'll be shot. Uh, one cannot say this. However, as the Ramban points out, uh, you can't deny that Yocheved was certainly the daughter of Levi, and she certainly was the daughter, of, and she certainly was the mother of Moshe. So uh, just doing the math, she definitely was very old when she had Moshe, no matter what. And so we need to uh, acknowledge that even the Pusik says about Avraham, who lived in that time period a little earlier, that, you know, at, at age 100, am I going to give birth? So we see that even back then, age 100 was considered old for giving birth. And so, therefore, says the Ramban, this is one of his Yisotas that he says many times, um, the bottom line is that the Nisim that happened through a Navi, that the Navi is sent by Hashem to let us know about ahead of time, or a Malach revealed it, that Hashem is going to do something. Um, all these miracles are, in fact, mentioned in the Torah. However, the quote-unquote small miracles or individual miracles that Hashem does for one Sadiq or to punish a Russia, that are, those are not necessarily mentioned in the Torah because the entire Yesod of the entire Torah is all Nisim Nistarim, that Hashem runs the world in miraculous ways. And so there are things which are predicted ahead of time and they're meant for the entire nation to know and hear about and to be in awe of Hashem's greatness, like the Nisim that happened in Mitzrayim and the Makos that Hashem sent, which were all miracles, miraculous, and serve as one of the foundations of our Bitochen and Amunah and Hashem. However, the small Nisim that happened, which go throughout the entire Torah, those are the Yisod of our Torah because we understand that Hashem takes care of us and does all these things. And so they are not necessarily mentioned when having a child is within the norm of nature. However, uh, being 130 years old, which Yochavit was, Alpi Chazal, uh, is miraculous, but uh, it's not uh, particularly a miracle that was done uh, by Hashem to prove something to the nation itself. It was just a miracle that was done to help Moshe, the Moshe and Shal Yisrael, be born and to give Yochavit and Amram a child. Once again, Ramban's main point here is that we should recognize that the entire Torah is always Nisim, and that life is a miracle, and that Hashem is guiding and teaching us stuff about everything. And from the big Nisim, that helps us wake up and see the small Nisim. And from the small Nisim, that helps us wake up and see the big Nisim. Um, they are a springboard that helps us see more and more of Hashem in this world. And that's our goal, and that's the point of the entire Torah, is to recognize how Hashem is in control and how Hashem runs everything. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.